0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: We are back here at the Good Food Mercantile in San Francisco. This is David here with Katie and our new friend Sarah. And, uh, Yeah, we've got somebody else with us that I think uh, Sarah is actually going to want to introduce, right?
2: Yes, she is. She is dying to introduce him. Um, I want to tell you for a second about Sarah because I'm very excited about our new friendship. Um, The Good Food Awards very generously supplied us with a volunteer today to help run around and grab people down off the showroom floor and bring them up to our little cozy room for interviews. Uh, It turns out that Sarah Rosenband also is an alumna of my alma mater, Middlebury. (laughs) So we immediately connected, and I feel so Super, super psyched that she's here helping us today. And she's much more um, than
1: a volunteer. She's our lifeline.
2: Yes, she is.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Sarah works at Rebel, which is a functional beverage company. Um, and Sarah, who is our guest here now?
3: Hello. So our guest is Aaron Ko. Um, and while I was kind of like running around, asking for stories is really what I've been doing. Um, I happened upon Aaron because I'm a chocolate fanatic. Um, and the labeling was really cool. And basically, they look... Basically, modern-day swiss Miss. You have a lot more to say about it, Aaron, and you can, like, correct me, but... Yeah, it's a good start. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll let him tell you a little more about it. But Aaron started kind of this connection to chocolate while living in a treehouse in Hawaii. And... The only other part of the story that I know is that there was a car that was sold for a shipping container, and now it's a company that makes amazing drinking chocolate. Um, So, Aaron, why don't you start us off and tell us, fill in some of those blanks. Yeah, so
1: I I live seasonally in Hawaii, (laughs) and uh, I went there uh, for university at UH Manoa, and I got interested in permaculture farming. And so uh, everyone told me I should go to Kauai and check it out because that's where all the farmers live, apparently. And they were right. And the roosters, right? And the roosters, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up uh, going in between uh, Kauai and Indonesia for years and go back to Indonesia, visit family because that's where I grew up, and then surf, run out of money, go back to Hawaii <laughs> and get a job. And um, one of the... Oh, a little closer than Mike. <laughs> oh, that's good. One of the times that I came back, um, I was looking for a place to live, and there was a place in a treehouse. <laughs> of course there was. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I moved into that, and uh, I also landed a job on a cacao farm at awesome. that time.
2: Very cool. Um, and like, how many of your neighbors also lived in treehouses?
1: None of them. <laughs> <laughs> you were the only one on the block? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and... I imagine that might have something to do with the name of your company, Treehouse Chocolates.
1: Yeah. Uh. Um, it was just like during that period of time that I decided to start a chocolate company. Um, so after about a year of living in a treehouse, um, opportunity came up where I came to Portland. And um, I, did, I was also there because I had a car in storage because when I flew to Hawaii, I left my car in storage in Portland. Um, so it was part of what brought me there just to sell my car and then go back to Hawaii. Uh, and I never left. <laughs> I ended up um, getting a small shipping container, a lot like you guys. I just read that you have two shipping containers in Brooklyn that you operate out of. That's right. That's right. right. Small
2: that awesome. container businesses got to stick together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's
1: right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got a shipping container, put it in a warehouse in inner Portland, um, and built like the world's smallest chocolate factory in there. <laughs>
2: so your shipping container is inside the warehouse? Yeah. How'd you get that why do you have to be inside the warehouse I have so many questions about yeah totally
1: um I mean it was more of a practical thing like it wasn't by design or anything it was just like I was looking for a place to rent in a warehouse Mm -hmm. for a food facility cool um I I looked at shared kitchen spaces but um at the time my chocolate machines you know there's no lid on them and they run for three days straight Mm -hmm. uh and so if it was around like a bagel company or whatever the dust would potentially go in and I couldn't say it was gluten-free mm. and so for me okay. a dedicated facility was a big priority um, so I looked in a warehouse space where I can build a room um, landlord showed me the space and said I'll rent you this square uh, and I looked at it. it just made more sense to get a shipping container and, and remodel it rather than build a whole room so yeah. it was easier awesome. <laughs> cool you looking
3: at me for more questions. I have so many questions. Yeah, I, could, yeah. I could just take it away if you go, really want me Go you. for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, I am curious about how you came up with drinking chocolate specifically because obviously yeah. you are connected to chocolate, but there's so many things to do with it and kind of what you saw in the market in terms of why does it need to be drinkable?
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I would say that was by, uh, by accident. A lot of, pretty okay. much my entire company is by
3: accident. Okay. <laughs> That's the, the best more, way things happen The more I'm <laughs> <laughs>
1: too, trend. I think, yeah. <laughs> um, the best shipping containers are always by accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was making, I started out making chocolate bars. And, okay. you know, import the beans from northern Peru. Uh, for a while I hopped around, tried out Dominican, Papua New Guinea. Um, I tried out a lot of different countries, but i found that northern Peru, there's a lot of reasons why I've settled on that. It's a consistent quality. Um, it's a great bean. Uh, and it's, you know, easy to import from that particular country uh, versus Venezuela or something like that where it changes a lot. Um, but anyway, uh, I started out on a shipping... Oh, I started making drinking chocolate because I was cleaning out the stone grinders. And I would... Um, Basically, the way I did that is when I finished a chocolate batch, I would um, just fill the melanger with hot water, and then let it run, and then I would pour the water out, and I started saving that and just drinking it personally, and then I started selling it at farmers markets, and um, I realized like it was it had a short shelf life the way I was making it, and also glass bottles it's very difficult to ship. So I decided to make a dry version of that where people can just um, take it anywhere and mix it with hot water and make their drinking chocolate on the go. Sounds delicious. Do you have a large camping following? I do. I was (laughs) going to say. Check out my Instagram. I was going
3: to say it's like the first thing that I want in the morning (laughs) is hot chocolate. Yeah. So that was my main question. I was curious. Sweet.
2: So you're recognized as a good food producer. What does it mean to you to be part of the Good Food Awards this
1: weekend? Uh, it's awesome. I mean, I've always heard about the show, but um, usually I go to the fancy food show and I don't get a chance to come here. So it's really cool to participate. Um, it just feels like more of a personal experience mm-hmm. rather than, you know, like a gigantic show mm-hmm. um, where everyone's racing through it. You, know, you can actually have a conversation. You get to meet these other makers who yeah. I usually just see them on their website or in and, and the store shelves or something. So it's Very nice. Very cool.
2: Um, and I want to end with an opportunity for you to give big ups to a person or an organization in your community who's doing great work in the food space. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't, I, um, so, meaning just like someone in, the, in what realm particularly?
2: Like anyone who's awesome that you know about that you think that we should know about who's doing great work.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say um, refer people to like my favorite I mean, there's so many.
2: (laughs) You can can pick a few.
1: Yeah. Well, so far, I've really enjoyed Blue Bottle Coffee here. Cool. Um, I think what they're doing with the chicory and the cold brew is unique. Mm -hmm. And I really like those little stubby cans. They're super cool.
3: Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Um,
1: And Theo Chocolate, that would be, like, my big inspiration when I started. Um, I came right from the farm and I was touring factories Mm -hmm. and... Super inspired with their company, but also they were the first um, organic fair trade chocolate, bean-to-bar chocolate company in America. And uh, they really helped me to get going on my, on my path down the chocolate road.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Where can our listeners find out more about Treehouse Chocolate? At
1: treehousechocolate.com. Thank you so <laughs> <Of course>. much. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thanks, guys.
2: Well, yeah, appreciate you coming upstairs today.